Good morning for the Met Radio Morning Mixtape. I am Donovan LaCroixy, and debuting on the show, I've got writer, comedian, and actor Jeremy Scipio. How you doing? Chit, 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 chit. No, I'm good. All right. I'm doing good. Chit, chit, chit. I hope I got that last name right, brother. <laughs> no, that was beautiful. That was beautiful. I I apologize. Just that you know, rappers get to come in with such you know enthusiasm, and comedians they don't really give us nothing to really you know do. So I kind of made my I, I stole from rappers, but chill, let's oh. go, chill. <laughs> oh. Well, the listeners will give you your flowers, okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> and what do you want to say to Toronto? Oh, what's going on, Toronto? Uh, yeah, man. Uh, you know, congratulations. Uh, you, your boy Drake just dropped another album. Uh, I knew you guys were excited about. <laughs> that <laughs> do, y'all, do y'all have a do y'all have a parade every time he drops an album is that what y'all do there no or? we don't have a parade every time it out <laughs> that he drops it out but nobody had a parade for me you know i'm on 800 episodes brother you this is 800 well we're almost uh i would say 821 but i'm way past <laughs> yo wow yo Get this man, Donovan, a parade in the city of Toronto. Matter of fact, I'm going to come to Toronto. We're going to make that happen. Oh, yes, we should definitely. Be. Where are you from, in case listeners don't know where you're from? <laughs> uh, I'm from uh, Cincinnati, Ohio, originally, but I currently reside in Los Angeles. And we were talking off interview. Don't dare compare me to Cleveland. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah. Cincinnati and Cleveland are two different places. Uh, I always say, uh, me, me and my wife talk about this. Uh, I say Cleveland's like Detroit part two. But she says, like, Cincinnati's like being in Cleveland. So I was yeah, in Kentucky. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm comparing you to Cleveland. So what do you do if somebody says you're from Cleveland? <laughs> uh, I'd be like, uh, nah, that's incorrect. We don't we don't burn jerseys over here. Oh, uh, he's talking <laughs> about LeBron James listeners <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, that used to be on them. the Cavs, but now they, is on the Lakers. Do you ever think LeBron would come back to the Cavs? Oh, no, no. He 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 did his job. He he was he started there, left and came back. I mean, I feel like he was on the uh the city's payroll, honestly. I was like, you know, the, the government checks was going towards LeBron James uh is his deal. Uh but he he, he got all he can out of Cleveland. I don't think he'll ever go back. I don't even think he'll visit. Oh right. Well he's from there. <laughs> You're <laughs> All right. So let's <laughs> like I said. So let's Sorry. hear about how you got into the industry because you did go to theater school in Cincinnati, Ohio. Am I correct? This is very true. Yep. Oh, I went to right. for went to the School for Creative Performing Arts located in Over the Rhine, <laughs> Cincinnati. Oh. Uh, yeah, I mean it was it was it was a really good school. Um they're actually just about to have their um 50th year alumni day. Um, but you know, going to art school is like I know people always compare this to like the fame movie, you know, because you uh, a lot of people had majors early on. You know, I, I went there since I was in seventh grade, and um, I would say my majors were um, visual arts, where I drew, sculpted, painted, all that stuff, and uh, jazz piano. A lot of people don't know that about me that I play jazz piano. Um, but yeah, everybody's goal, as well, at least the performing arts side of it, people we're supposed to be like future stars, future you know, actors and, you know, some creatives, you know, and it's just funny at all the people 
to go to our school, um, you know, I'm, I'm actually one of the few people who took it to the next level. So, all right, you took it to the next level, and then did we go into comedy or did we go into commercial? And as you said, you were a jazz pianoist, or yes. did we go into the jazz world? Well, so I have a um, there's a friend named um, his, his real name's Ron Avant, but uh, he goes by T Nava. He plays with Anderson Pack in the Free Nationals. Uh, he graduated a year before me, and he visited L.A. And while he was visiting, you know, he would always, like, send me, like, pictures or video, like, stuff he's done or he's doing whatever. So, I, you know, I, I I was all hyped. Like, I would start preparing my life to move to L.A. before I even stepped foot in L.A. because it just seemed so exciting. Man, I came to visit, and I saw how bad he was living. <laughs> I was like, oh, so it's all smoke and mirrors. But while I was visiting, um, you know, I went to the Hollywood, I went to Hollywood Boulevard and uh actually, you know what? I was on Sunset, I was on the Sunset Strip. If you're walking up Sunset Boulevard in Hollywood, you're gonna run past the Laugh Factory. Once I seen the Laugh Factory, I was like, Oh, I wanna be up there, I wanna be on the billboard. Uh I met Tony Rock, Tiffany Haddish, uh, almost immediately. And uh yeah, I just fell in love with stand-up comedy from that point forward. I went back to Cincinnati after that and I started trying to do it there um yeah but but once i moved to la i tell you the acting journey is like once you get once you start doing um background you know or uh yeah background whatever like that's when you find out about sag you know the screen actors guild which just had this you know the strike the major strike the goal is to get into sag you know which is a long journey it's, i think it took me seven years but you get your vouchers from doing the background acting so i started doing background and different different stuff or whatever and i think my last voucher i got was from i know one voucher i got from being background in a Strata Compton, the uh, NWA movie. Uh, what was another one? Um, I think my last one I got. I think it was this. Uh, they they try to reboot uh, Family Matters. They tried. I thought they, they didn't tried. even do that. What, what you mean? You thought they didn't do that? Well, I thought like the last time they met was in 2017, and there was a talk of a reboot. I didn't know that actually came about. They actually did one. <laughs> this was actually before that. It it, it it didn't make it to air, but they did it before that. It was uh, called Family Still Matters. Okay. And it was a terrible idea, but wow. it didn't matter because it made me sag. Ah, uh, it made you sag. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> <laughs> do you ever think oh. a family matters comeback would work i don't think so there's talks of it but we know jaleel white isn't impressed with the idea you know um i don't think that idea should you know some, the, hollywood has this terrible thing going on where they like try to dig up stuff in the past i mean you know just new ideas man but shoot jaleel he he just did the voice acting for some new movie called urkel meets santa or something like that like this literally just came out so i mean he gearing up to do it but i'll tell you this is funny the comedy industry has given me access to like everybody so um i see jaleel pretty often it's, it's kind of weird he pops up to the comedy shows um i'm actually doing i'm supposed to, i don't even know why this connected i'm supposed to be doing a um at the la convention i'm doing i'm, I'm dressing up as Ur i'm cosplaying as urkel for like some 90s uh roast <laughs> comedy uh, roast so uh, yeah and uh, I'm also good friends with uh, Reginald Vell Johnson. Okay, all right. So, can you do your Urkel ever? Dear I do that. <laughs> 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 oh my god i need to work on it uh it's it's not gonna be good though i'll tell you that right now okay i, I got it this urkel's not one of them but okay so with the voice you have did i do that <laughs> <laughs> i'll do it hold on here we go <clears throat> yeah i ain't doing it ah 
<laughs> Did I do that? Well, listeners, I think his was better than mine. But you have mm. met a lot of actors, actresses, and people in the comedy world. And you did yes. get to open up with for some comedians. Did you want to talk about that, Dave Chappelle? I was talking yes. to you about a lot of these people you did open up for. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I opened up for Dave Chappelle in 2016. <laughs> I can tell you a story how that happened. I remember uh, he, so it's funny because, you know, as big as Dave Chappelle is, um, you know, because there's so many different comedians, you know, you want to meet and you, know, you get in the industry. I, I've been fortunate enough to not only meet him so many times, but be around him, be in his presence, be in a circle um, more often than a lot of comedians. Like, let's just, uh, he's just, he's just that cool. And he's always around. But um, I remember he was at the comedy store one day and he had been doing a series of shows he called The Process, where I guess he was like gearing up. This is before he dropped his uh, Netflix specials. I think the first one came out in 2017. So he was getting ready for that, but we didn't know. We just know he was working a lot. And uh, he, he would have all these comedians on. And I remember one comic, <laughs> big comic, I'm not going to say his name on here, but he bombed. And and when he when he bombed, I was like, oh, I could do better than that. That's what gave me the courage to ask Dave. So I was like, yo, um, next time you do one of your process shows, can I open it for you? And he was like, yeah, sure. He was he was so casual about it. He's like, yeah, um, I'm gonna gotta talk, I gotta talk to Chris, see what he's doing when he's gonna be in town. And he said, when he's getting me in town, when he's gonna be in town, I'll let you know so you can do it. And then I was like, oh, okay. Uh, I, he's saying this casually me like Chris, he's talking about Chris Rock, but the fact that he's saying it so casual is like blowing my mind. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I had to act like, it. I didn't want to talk too much because I didn't want to ruin the opportunity to have him take it back. So I just ran off. And, uh, uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, I was, I was hitting his assistant like, Hey, Dave said I can open, Dave said I can open. This dude would not respond to me for any reason. I was like, why is he not responding to me? He's playing me. So then I didn't even have a date or nothing. I just know I showed up to the comedy store again another day and uh, Dave was in the back smoking like look, it was just me and him there right and uh i was like hey man how you been he's like so i'm gonna see you thursday right i was like oh yeah yeah thursday he was like oh good man can't wait <laughs> you did your voice <laughs> yeah yeah oh yeah <laughs> he's like hey man i'm gonna see you thursday <laughs> like, yeah. so then he um yeah yeah so then i'm hitting his assistant like man dave said see you thursday am i on the show or not this dude is not responding right so on thursday i go do some shows uh um I, well, I was at the second venue or whatever everybody's like what you doing after this you know talking to everybody i was like uh i, I guess i'm supposed to be opening for dave Chappelle, but i mean i i didn't get hit back so i don't know and he goes do you know where he's performing at and i was like yeah he was like if i had the opportunity to open for dave i would be there right now i wouldn't even be here talking to you so that's what gave me the courage of like you know what you're right so I showed up to the venue, lines all the way down the street. Like, it's like packed. He's the way he do shows, or at least he used to, they would throw the ticket link up at like 8 a.m. And it'd be sold out within an hour. So wow. it's this venue, like 300 people, probably paying $100 a ticket, just like that. I, I cut in front of the line, go to the front. Uh, as soon as I get up there, you know, the security stopped me. But then Dave Chappelle's assistant was like, I saw him right there. I was like, yo, I'm trying not to say his name. It's like, yo, man, what's up? He looked at me like he saw a ghost. He's like, Shh. I was like, Dave said I can open. He's like, uh, all right, I'll be right back. He goes to talk to Dave. He was like, all right, come on. Like he, like, he lost like <laughs> so then I went back there. Uh yeah, I put they put me on. Yo, let me tell you this lineup. This lineup was amazing. It was me, if you guys know Tony Hinchcliffe, uh um Hannibal Burris, Chris. Rock than Dave. All right. Can you just say that line up again? You were cutting out on Tony. After Tony, you were cutting out. Oh, um, yeah. So it was uh me, this guy Tony Hinchcliffe. Um, yeah, then it was Hannibal Burris, Chris Rock, and then Dave Chappelle. Wow, what a lineup. And Jeremy yeah. in it too. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, I was I, I went first. I went first. Yeah, so and Jonathan uh, LaCroixy wasn't in it. I didn't get the memo. Yeah. You come into the next one. We're gonna come in Toronto. We're gonna have your parade. And after the parade, we're gonna do this this show. Me, me, you, Dave Chappelle, Chris Rock. That was an exhilarating experience. Like literally, um, you know, every every like every joke I said hit because that's the thing, you don't want to bomb in front of Dave Chappelle. I destroy. That's nice and wild. Yeah. And what are your jokes or your co- comedy sketches usually about? Do we like to poke fun at politics, religion? Do we like to mock the LGBTQIA plus two community? Ooh, I said that nah. right, listeners. <laughs> you, you, you did. Uh, I, you know, I stay away from that topic because uh, I feel like uh, a lot of other communities have that covered. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, remember, you remember Dave, and they were quick to try, try to cancel him with his transgender, as they say, rhetoric, which it wasn't. But what do you say to that? Look, man. Uh, so. So I am, uh, you know, I'm a bastion of free speech. I can I can't um, go too hard against anybody when it comes to that, because I'm very liberal with my words. I just say know what the definition of things are, you know, study up on things and actually like take into account what people are saying, their backgrounds, where they're coming from as they're speaking. You, you can, it, it sucks that you cannot separate these things like this is all included in the free speech concept. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. And if you're offended, then stay stay away from certain things that you don't like. Like I, some things don't even exist to me if I don't like them. That's just the way my brain works. I'm sorry. I don't I, I can't be offended because I won't even be there to. You know how much energy it takes to protest something that don't affect you? <laughs> <laughs> just walk away. Just walk away or ask for your money back. Yeah, but shoot. I was there when Dave got tackled, too. That was wild. Oh, but, wow. um. <laughs> I was there. I, I was. I, I mean, I was. I was in the audience, though. I mean, I wasn't on stage, but I was there. But um, your takes too, because people, you know, back a couple of years ago, saying he's transphobic and he made a lot of transgender rhetoric. Yeah, I mean, you know that that's a um. Their visibility is getting higher, so I think when it comes to identity politics, you know, anything you can do to leverage your visibility, you know, will be done, no matter what it is. You know, and and Dave Chappelle in talking about this subject so much has raised uh, their visibility, you know, really high. I mean, he's he's part of it, you know what I mean? Like, regardless, they're, they're, you know, their relationship is tied together infinitely now. Uh, but that's what I talk about. <laughs> I would say when I was a younger comedian, I was more politically based, not on purpose, but I, I'm really big on just concepts of things. And also when you're younger, what you don't realize is that you don't have a lot of life experience to go off of, or you do and nobody believes you, you know? So like your face, you, you don't look like life has done anything to you, you know? But I would say now I am more life experience based. You know, I've had a lot of stuff going on this year and I would say it feels good to, to get it off my chest. So, you know, like, you know, just like being married now or, you know, um, just having a new situation or even like my people, people love my perspective on, on certain things like the strike uh, or, you know, even like I said, I, I, at this point, my life is so crazy that I don't even like see as many outside stuff, but I'm, I'm probably gearing back towards the political stuff. But I say right now, I'm just focused on my own personal development. All right. So you do joke about your marriage. You do joke about yes. yourself, your upbringing. Do you joke about mm-hmm. your race? Do you joke about our people too? Yeah. Uh, more. <laughs> you, you know, it was, it was almost like a curse. I, um, you know, every comic has like their, I always compare it to wrestling. Like everybody had like, they move like, you know, the rock had the people's elbow and the rock bottom and Stone Cold had the Stone Cold stunner. And, you know, I felt like mine was like, you know, I was that typical smart black comic. So yeah, I talk about race and I talk about, you know, I say for me, 
the, the take had to be clever, you know, like, like it couldn't just be, you know, black people, you know, like, a, you know, white people talk like this and you know, black people, we be talking like this. Like it had to be more, <laughs> you know, cause I grew up in the Def Jam era. So I'd have heard every version of that joke. You know? All right. but, <laughs> what was it yeah, like growing up in the household of you, of yours? Um, I, which is funny. I do a lot of jokes about my mother uh she she loves and hate it uh but yeah growing up in um uh, you know single parent household i was mostly around my mother uh oh and then um yeah I, I would say a lot of my comedy derives from her because of she was there was some life lessons that the, she taught them in weird ways and they just stuck with me like for example if i'll be watching tv uh instead of saying like did you do your homework she'd be like oh i don't know what you're watching them for they already got their diploma <laughs> <laughs> I was raised in a different household, the West Indian household. You finish your work yet? Finish your box-sided work. (laughs) 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 Yeah, I... You know, my mom was was rough, but in a good way. So I, I you know, I I I, was, I understand the, the foreigner households. I be hearing the stories, y'all. They get kind of violent. Um, <laughs> mom's was like, you know, I'll say somewhat of a typical hood upbringing, but I didn't I didn't view it that way. You know, I and also I was treated I was always treated like I was one of the um smart kids in class, even though I was I felt regular. You know, so they always put me in advanced classes or you know advanced situations or you know like one time my teacher didn't even. They're supposed to do like a spelling bee to see, like, to send people to the the finals, but she she forgot to do it, so she just like, um, Jeremy's going to win anyway. Here, you go into the finals. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, man. I mean, you know, I I you know tr- the transition into acting and comedy. In some ways, it was always there. Just the heavy influences, like watching uh Saturday Night Live. I watched every because I had too much time on my hands. Uh, I watched every sitcom that came on television. Period. As a child, every so. King of Queens, Friends, Frasier, everyone, the white ones, Man, and then the black yeah, yeah, but ones. You're, <laughs> yes, but you're naming the A tier. I'm talking about the homeboys in outer spaces and, you know, um, it's George Carlin's show, or Ellen's first show. Ellen's, uh, when she okay. came out the closet. People yeah. don't remember these things. All right. <laughs> so you watched that. You watched, what do you call it? So you watched a lot of 90s, 80s, facts of life, 70s sitcoms. Man, you talk about, uh, was it Sanford and Son? Uh, I watched Eddie Griffith. Uh, I'll tell you what I didn't watch was MASH. That's trash. I don't care what time what? period. What? <laughs> Listen, I have white blooded me. Stop it, okay? <laughs> Man, as soon as you hear do 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 that was bad time, bad time music. I love that. I watched, I watched Andy Griffin. I would watch Andy Griffin before I watched that. I watched. Uh, oh, speaking of Andy Griffin, I watched uh, Matlock. I, I like. They Matlock. are doing a reboot of Matlock. Did you hear about that? The reboot due to the strike could be coming out. Push back to the fall of 2024. I thought you was trolling me. I will watch the hell out of Matlock right now. Yeah, like, I don't even care who they who they going who they going to have play Matlock. Kathy Bates will be playing with a new legal team. Oh, okay. I'm I'm a little Kathy Bates is an amazing actress. I, I, I still kind of want that white suit feel though. That you know what I mean? Like <laughs> I kind of I want to see somebody like Colonel Sanders playing it. You know what I mean? Like it's gonna kind of be weird with Kathy Bates, but she's a great actress. Though. I love her. 
So you did you did you watch Cheers? Don't you diss Cheers, yeah. please? No, che- what? Sometimes you wanna go where I, everybody I, knows your name. <laughs> yeah, man. What? Come on, man. And that you can't diss, and no listeners, there's not going to be a reboot of Cheers. They said it's out of date and they just said it's not with today's times. I think it could work, but due to some Absolutely of the other cast members that have passed away. Yeah, that's true. Um, but you know, uh, man, th- that show was really witty, and uh, the way they established characters. Uh, you know, as a as a writer, I actually use shows like that as a reference, like because a lot of times when people make things, their characters don't don't really be that established. You know what I mean? Like they just kind of they'll just use people in situations, and they'll they'll be interchangeable. But with Cheers, like everybody had a role to play. Like you could almost hear their voices like immediately. Like you know. It's funny that Frazier got the spinoff show. Yeah. <laughs> that whole cast. But, you know, he was, there's always in a group of people, there's always going to be some, there's going to be like the, you know, you got the 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 old guy, like the with the mailman guy, you know, you got the, um you know, the the the, the, the lazy dude, you got the, the dumb friend, you got the, the smart friend or the know-it-all friend, you know. And you, you didn't have Playboy. a bro- you didn't have a brother or sister on there back in those days, eh? <laughs> <laughs> but you know, man, look, I, I'm, I guess I'm for segregation. I like my white stuff. I, I separate my whites and my coloreds. Um, <laughs> like, <laughs> like so you like Paul know. Mooney? <laughs> yeah, man, look, I shoot Martin. Uh, that's my favorite show of all time. Like, not even close. Anything that not, nothing's close. Um, Martin, the way Martin established characters. It, it really that show still deserves more accolades like it's just now to me in this era is getting the respect it deserved back then all right did you have a quick message you want to say about your writing your comedy to the listeners um quick message um yeah look guys uh i'm better than you no i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> get off the show no, <laughs> no right <laughs> no um I, you know, hey, if you see my stuff out there, please support me. You know, I'm even though I have some good things going on, I'm definitely in the grassroots uh, phase of my career. So anything my name's attached to, please support the heck out of it. Uh, you know, I'm working on another another comedy special as we speak. Um, you know, um, now that the strike's over, I got on the phone with my manager. He's like, yo, we're going to get working. You know what I mean? So hopefully you got more TV projects and movie film projects uh, like Night of the Hunted. Um, <laughs> you know, but yeah, quick message. Sorry. Yeah, please support. If you see my name, Jeremy Scipio, anything, click, you know, connect with me. I'm accessible. That's my message. All right. Yes, connect. And let's be nice listeners. Don't say, oh, I hated that or I don't like that. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Jeremy, no, we don't free, need the hate. Opinion. No, free with your opinion. Free, free, be free. I, I can take it. I'm tough. You know what I mean? <laughs> but just remember, I'm still better than you. Um, <laughs> also, I uh, like this. Uh, uh, yeah, let's, let's shout out. Um, I do a podcast on Tuesdays called Splendid Radio on Farside TV. Uh, that's every Tuesday. Uh, you can t- check that out via YouTube. Just remember Farside TV Tuesdays. You know, tap in. Uh, or, no, sorry, uh, Pacific Standard Time. Hi. All right. Did you want to throw out your social media platforms and throw out that podcast again? And the movie they can look out for you again in. You just throw it out earlier, but throw it out again. Uh, Night of the Hunted is on AMC+. Plus. Um, you can get a free trial of AMC+. Plus. I understand there's a lot of streaming services. Yeah, You go on AMC, download it, delete it in six days, so don't go to your credit card. But make sure you watch me, Night of the Hunted. I play the black guy. How you doing? Um, <laughs> and then also at JeremyScipio.com, S-C-I-P-P-I-O. 
Um, and then at, on Instagram, it's uh, at Jeremy Comedy. Mm-hmm. And the podcast again? Oh, uh, Splendid Radio on Farside TV. Okay, okay, listeners, you got that. Jeremy's given all access to you, okay? Absolutely. Bring, bring it. Bring <laughs> it. All of it. I it's pump. rotten, as the listener yeah. said. <laughs> I don't even know if that's a word, but it's rotten. Okay. It's definitely a word. You know what I'm saying? Especially the way you used it. It's perfect, man. Rotten. When, when, when are you coming down here? What am I coming down here? I don't know. When are you inviting me? I will come to the States. Eventually, one day, I will blow, and we will do this again. I promise you that. I promise you Absolutely. that. When are you coming to Toronto? Man, soon. Actually, when you reached out to me i, I thought my boy uh, heavy looked us up because he was just offering me some some canada dates Ooh. so uh yeah i'll let you know before the year rolls over when i'm hitting up there you know what i mean i, I well, got some good comedy spots up there so well definitely i'll be following you and the listeners will be looking out for you and you will come next time to see me in person in the yes. studio okay yes LaCroixy. Yes, LaCroixy. I'm glad you said it right. Not LaCroix yeah. or LaCroix. <laughs> they be doing too much. <laughs> That's what the letters are for. It's right there. It's in your face, bro. Y'all need to read. Y'all illiterate. I'll spell it be champ. Sixth grade. Miss Doris' any, favorite. <laughs> any quick final things you'd like to tell the listeners? No, oh yeah, I'll, man. Look, check out my comedy albums too. Uh, one is a uh, dang, I can't even think of my comedy album name. Oh, Sociopath, check it out. Um, that's on uh, iTunes. Uh, literally streaming everywhere. It's, uh, Spotify, all that stuff. Check that out. You know what I mean? Hey, and if you, I'm not for you, then you're not for me. There it is. Oh, right, all right. Well, we definitely were for you. I really enjoyed getting to know ya. <laughs> you too, Donovan. All right, all right. For Met Radio 1280 AM, I am Donovan Lacroixy. I would love to thank actor, writer, and comedian. You can throw out your name again, Mr. Jeremy. Jeremy Scipio. Let's go. Thank you so much. And thank you to the listeners for listening to this episode.